Welcome to Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox of Ladadley Financial Group. Jim has been helping the hardworking people of the Space Coast manage and understand their money for 20 years. We've lived our whole lives here. That's what's beautiful about this. Now's the time to sit down and build a plan. It's time to think differently. It's time for Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. Good afternoon and welcome to Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. My name is Jerry Payne. We appreciate you joining us today. This is a radio show about money. It's right there in the title. It's about (laughs) finances and we come to it from a common sense approach, giving you the straight talk and trying to cut through some of the noise and translate a little bit of some of the financial jargon. That we're all used to hearing. And of course, the uh, real star of the show, the president and founder of Wadadley Financial Group and Financial Straight Talk, the chief engineer of the Wheelbarrow of Wisdom and the father of financial dragons, Jim Fox. How are you, sir? Outstanding, Jerry. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And today we're going to be talking about something that I really love. We're going to be talking about us and you and why you do what you do and where you come from. It's a nice refresh, kind of a reset button that we hit every now and then on the show. Yeah, and uh, we call it the Origin Show. How cool is that, right? I mean, look, I can't have all these cool titles and not have a cool show to go with. Well, there's always a prequel to the movie, and that's it. And this is this is what got us here more than anything else. So, yeah, I mean, my story is a lot like everybody else's, right? I mean, if you stop and think about it, you know, I didn't grow up with you know Richie Rich parents, right? So there were no Bentleys, there were no Silver Spoons, (laughs) there was a whole lot of you know. I don't know if you remember this, Jerry, but I'm willing to bet since we got Alabama folks as parents. Uh-huh. That that country crock, you know, butter tub. Oh, yeah, sure, was also for all the leftovers. So you have to go in and see what you got. <laughs> At my um, place, it was Cool Whip. That was cool the, whip. yeah. Well, they see, would put everything in a Cool Whip uh, bucket. Yeah, so it, like we grew up the same. Nobody in our family really had money, right? I mean, you know, we joke around about my dad saying rich people, rich people, right? I mean, well, you always talk about Wendy's was yeah. The, that's rich people's yeah, hamburgers. And, and Rockledge, Wendy's opened. I'll, I'll never forget. It was um, I don't know se- seventh or eighth grade. All of a sudden, Wendy's is opening, and it's like a big deal. And I'm like, Dad, can we go to Wendy's? And my dad's like, Wendy's is for rich people, man. We're going to McDonald's, right? So, <laughs> McDonald's. So it was just that kind of thing. And, you know, my dad, just so people know, my dad was a, was you know, he, he was a, a son of a sharecropper. And, and he didn't finish high school because they needed to work on the fields, and they needed to help around the farm and stuff like that. So he became an adult very quickly in life. Mm-hmm. So he worked at the local high school and the local middle school as a custodian. And my dad, just an awesome dude. My mom worked at Wustoff Hospital. She worked in the kitchen. She started as just basically a line cook and finally made her way up into management. But, you know, listen, man, I did not come from money. My mom, my dad worked their entire lives. You know, my mom would always say, we're going to squeeze a nickel into a dime, right? That's what my mom would always do. Heard that before. No one ever really helped us, though, right? Growing up, nobody taught us about money. And that led to a lot of problems, right? That led to a lot of issues, not only in their lives, but in my lives, in the early stages of my life, where most people either learn from, A, their parents, and they get great advice, Mm -hmm. or they learn from their mistakes. Jerry, now, (laughs) I have the excuse of, there wasn't a whole lot of money talk in my house, and I made a lot of really dumb mistakes. Now, I know your mom and dad. They are the opposite of that. They seem to be very dialed in, so... Well, they they always (laughs) taught by example, and not necessarily by sitting me down and telling me what to do, and unfortunately, not everything was just absorbed by watching, so I had to go through my own mistakes as well. Yeah, so it's, it's absolutely insane to really stop and think about how we learn about money. It's not taught in schools. Let's start there, okay? Mm. And honestly, why is it that we know what pi is and the Pythagorean theorem, right? And all this other stuff, but we don't understand how to make our money work for us. Yeah, we don't monthly budgets and that kind of FICA. thing. FICA. Like, what's FICA? What, how do you do your taxes? Like, these are the things that aren't taught in school, and they're left up to the real world, your mom and dad. And, you know, my mom and dad, you know, we had bologna sandwiches some nights, right? And we would have chili one night, and then we'd have chili dogs the next night. And then we'd have, you know, macaroni elbows with chili. Yep. And then, you know, it, it was always something, right? It was always some way to stretch the money, you know? The washing machine, Dad, you know, I remember at one point we had uh, screwdrivers jammed in the washing machine wrapped up in duct tape because some mechanism, <laughs> was, right? So, you know, my family grew up trying to do the best job they did, right? 
right? right? No one ever came to mom and dad's house and and sat back and said, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Fox, my mom's name was Ethel, my dad's name was Doyle, okay? So very, awesome. they're very country names, right? No one ever sat down and said, let me show you how to make your money work for you. Instead, what we would get is this, Jerry. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Fox, I'm Johnny, and I'm here to sell you a vacuum cleaner. Oh. Well, yeah, would you like to? I'm not interested in a vacuum cleaner. Wait, wait, wait. If you'll let us show you how this vacuum cleaner works, we're going to give you a 12-pack of Diet Pepsi. And my mom said, well, Diet Pepsi, come on in. Bring it on in. Next thing you know, guess what? They own the Kirby G4 vacuum cleaner at the low, low retail rate of $4,000. See, when right? you say that four grand, and, and I know that's real because you told me the story before, $4,000 for a vacuum cleaner now in 2021 insane. sounds yes. insane. I will never forget the moment that the guy was demonstrating it. And he was like, okay, son, if you can count from one to 10 before this sucks up this bag of dirt, then we're going to give you your parents this vacuum cleaner for free. And, you know, Chris and I were like, we're like practicing, trying to get it. Up, you know, of course, it yeah, we couldn't beat it. But my mom bought now this vacuum cleaner for our our listeners that have been around for a while. You guys remember the G4? It would vacuum your floors, it would, you know, sand your floors if you needed them to, it would spray paint your fence (laughs) and your car. It did a little bit of everything. And all jokingness aside, when mom and dad both died, my brother inherited that vacuum cleaner, Jerry, and it still is working to well, this day. Well, okay, so at least so, it lasted. So it's better than my Dyson that I've had to replace a couple times. Yeah. But the point is, back to kind of our story, nobody ever came in and helped my mom and dad. They mm-hmm. only sold them. My mom and dad always had at least one vehicle in the driveway that was new. My mom loved Fords, and it was a Ford Taurus and the Ford LTD and the Ford this and the Ford that. And she always had a new car. She always, you know, had newer furniture. But, Jerry, everything came down to a monthly payment for them. Everything was about, can I have enough money at the end of the month to get to the next paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it was all about. And you said it before to me that if there was any money left over, it was like winning a prize. Yeah, it was. It was like, wow, we've got $40. And you know what's crazy? When I left the Marine Corps and started working as I went to college at Wusthof Hospital, I was living that exact same lifestyle. I'll never forget when Michelle and I really got serious. I remember I got a paycheck and she said, well, let's go deposit your check in the bank. I'm like, bank? I don't have a bank account. I'm going to go and I'm going to cash my check and spend it, right? Hold that money in your hand. And so, you know, this was the story of our lives. And what really started to change the dynamic was much later into, into my dad's life as he started getting sick and he was no longer able to work full time and he was being retired medically. You know, I started looking around and I was just starting to dabble in finances, right? Someone had mentioned to me about finances and, and I was thinking about doing this as a part-time job and dad didn't have any money at all. And I remember when I first started doing what we used to do, what's called FNAs, Financial needs analysis. Okay, what a, what a fancy word. Basically, it was a sales tool. But when we did that on mom and dad, I realized my mom and dad combined to their name and retirement savings. Jerry, my dad was probably at that point 55, 56 years old, had $3,300 saved. The only reason he had that is because they took it from him without paying him, right? Wow. It, it, was, it was just in a pension account for yeah. him. My mom had about $4,000, $5,000 in a 403B. Again, she didn't put any money into it. It's just what they put into it for. And, you know, my dad lived in the world. I work for the school board. I'm going to get a pension. I'm not going to worry about this. So dad retires medically in the same kind of year that I'm getting started. So this is in the in the late 1990s, right, 1998. Dad retires medically from the school board. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just getting started in this kind of industry. So dad takes his pension. All right. I don't know much about it. Whatever. Fast forward to 2006. My dad passes away. Okay. And this is, this is a long gone. It's a long time. Dad worked his whole life. Great guy. Great. You know, just the salt of the earth. And then the unthinkable happens. My mom gets a letter saying your dad's pension or your husband's pension Mm -hmm. is no longer going to come through the door. Now, my mom and dad, Jerry, bought our house that I grew up in in 1972, the year I was born, for Mm $12,500. Now, mom and dad, once I kind of started doing this more, they didn't want to talk about finances with me, right? Because I'm their son. Right. Well, now now, you know that story, right? Yeah, trying to uh, help your parents with things. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to listen to you. I brought you into this world. You can't tell me anything. Exactly. Well, when dad died and mom got that letter saying that she was no longer going to get, you know, the money, now she needed help. Now she needed to talk to me. So mom calls me in and she, and I was like, well, mom, you know, here's the thing. 
you know, you've been in the house for, at this point for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you bought it for $12,500. The good news, at least you don't have a mortgage. And my mom kind of chuckled. And I'm like, what? She goes, we owe $170,000 on our house. Wow. Because what how does that even happen? Because they fell into that refinance trap, right? They would have a little bit of debt. Let's refinance your refinance all your debt into your mortgage because you have a little bit of equity. And look how much money we're going to free up for you. So somebody was selling them them, more vacuum cleaners, right? Helping them pay down their debt. And listen, I don't want to point fingers at the industry right now, okay? I'm not saying that... The refinance was the reason. No, my parents were the reason, Mm. but they didn't have someone helping them make better decisions. Understand something. The guy and the gal at the local bank, the credit union, I won't say their name on, on air right now, but those people did not have a fiduciary responsibility to help Jim or Doyle and Ethel Fox make the right decision. Right. They had a job to sell them a mortgage. And now here we are. Dad's dead. The pension that we needed to live on disappears. The Social Security basically disappears too, right? Everything kind of falls apart. My mom is now basically living in a house that she can't afford to live on. Now, fortunately, I was able to help out for a long time. But see, God has some funny plans for us, and he teaches us lessons in life. <laughs> and those lessons came around 2008 because yeah. all of this was happening in 06. Well, it wasn't a problem giving mom an extra two or $3,000 a month to pay the mortgage and all the other stuff. But in 2008, I had my own challenges that started oh, to happen. And I think everybody did. So you had been in the industry for, what, about 10 years at that yeah, point? Yeah, at that point, 10 I think years. I think it's worth mentioning, too, that all of this happened right here in Florida, right on the space. Because yeah, I mean, you've been here your whole life, and you decided to stay here and make this your permanent home forever. Well, I, I wish I could say to you that was always the intention. But when I, <laughs> when I left to go into the Marine Corps, right, I said I will never come back yeah. to Brevard County and Rockledge again. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going on to bigger and better things. Well, fast forward, you know, three months, four months. I couldn't yeah. wait to come back of home. Of course. Jerry, no to- place like home. Today, I live a quarter mile from where I grew up. Michelle lives a quarter mile in the other direction. And we don't want to go anywhere else. Right. We love Rockledge. So your roots run deep here. But when you talk about where you come from and where it all started, you got into the finance industry after you had had a couple of other jobs after the Marine Corps. And you were working for sort of, you weren't independent. You no. weren't as you are now because you're an independent guy now and you have access to basically anything, any tool that's worth using, and you make sure that it fits the people that you're working with. I mean, everything is custom and unique when you help prepare things for people, but those lessons that you had to learn in 2008, that had to be a big wake-up call. It it did. It really, and and not only did did it- And it was for everybody. It was. Not only was it for my own personal life, because I wish I could sit in front of you and tell you, yeah, you know, I had my stuff. Dude, I spent the first 10 years spending money like a crazy person, because that's what I did. And I just thought, oh, I'll just make more, and I'll make more. You know what? I got caught in 2008, just like everybody else. And it taught me a lesson. But what's really interesting is prior to 2008 and 2006, I started seeing that homes were way, way overvalued, way overvalued. And people were buying these homes and refinancing these homes, yet their income remained the same. So there's a problem when things cost more and nobody's making more, right? Mm-hmm. So Sounds I started, familiar. I started telling you, yeah, exactly. So what we're feeling, especially in today's market, is what it feels like. But I started telling my clients, I'm worried about a market pullback. I'm worried about a correction. We probably, if you're nearing or in retirement, we should take some of your assets, take them off the table, put them someplace to where they're not going to experience a massive pullback so you don't lose money that you need in retirement, right? Very simple thing. So I'm telling all of my clients this. I mean, this is my conversation five, six, seven times a day with people. So I get called over to Orlando because I work for a huge box company. At the time, the largest financial firm on the entire planet, okay? Okay. All right? And and it it was somewhere in a city, and at the time it had a red umbrella, okay? So so you (laughs) You guys do the math there, right? And so I get called over to the OSJ, and and, and you have a little bit of a military background. It's like going to see the XO. That's not a good person to go see, yeah. right? And you know, you but you know, I'm me, so I walk in and I, hey man, how you doing, Ken? And I sat down and he goes, Did I tell you to sit down? 
Oh. So, needless to say, I didn't take. That's when me, you know, like, oh boy, yes, I gotta sit up oh, straight now. I, so, <laughs> so we started having this conversation, and I'm not really good at filtering my mouth, as my radio listeners know. <laughs> and and we're going back and forth, and he's like, "Why are you moving clients to money markets?" I said, "Well, uh, you know, housing, blah blah blah. I'm worried about the market correction." He looked me dead in the eye, and he said, "We don't get paid if your clients sit in money market accounts." I said, well, you know, man, we do have a responsibility to help them and make sure they don't run out of money. He goes, let me rephrase that. We don't get paid if they're sitting in money market accounts. Do it again and you're fired. Oof. And I said, my job is for my clients. And I'll never forget, he looked me dead in the eye. He chuckled and he said, what makes you think they're your clients? Wow. So that happened in Longwood on 434, which, Jerry, you don't know where that's at, but that's outside of Orlando. I got in my car. It was a Dodge truck, right? A four-wheel drive, jacked-up Dodge truck. I remember I picked up the phone, and I called Michelle in 2006, and I said, babe, I'm about to get fired. We need to start a new company. And that was when Wadali Financial Group was born. Right then, in that parking lot, I knew I had to position myself in a place to where we can help people make the right decisions that benefit them, not the decisions going to benefit some dude in a suit and a tie, somebody buying a Porsche, someone buying a new boat yeah. or whatever it is. And that's where we started. And Jim, that's like, I, I love to hear where it started, where the seeds were planted, because now it's growing into something that's yeah. so awesome. You do the radio show here. We've got a podcast, the Financial Straight Talk podcast that gives you some of this content on demand. You've got the other pieces of the community outreach, your workshops, and you make yourself available around the clock, really. Yeah. I mean, your clients have your cell phone number. So you are this resource for people now to help avoid so many of those mistakes that we've seen growing up and the ones that we walked into and did on our own too. Yeah. I mean, let's just be completely real. Reaching out to your guy or gal for help nine to four thirty and on on a Friday. <laughs> I'm a little you know, busy two, during those hours. Right? I'm it's, making some it, money. It's just it doesn't work. And, right. and you know, it really solidifies and you know, it's always a story for me, right? It's never just like I answer a question directly. All my listeners <laughs> already know this. But the other day, we got a really weird, cryptic email from a client. It was strange. It was like, what is he trying to say? So I just picked up the phone, and I'm like, Chuck, what, what's going on, man? And he's like, oh, it's 8.15 at night. I can't believe you're calling me. Chuck, you got my phone number for a reason. Give me a shout. And he's like, well, I was a little worried about this and that. And we had our conversation. He's like, man, thank you so much, man. Just thanks for – I can't believe it's, it's 8.15 – and we're having a conversation to just set my mind at ease. Yeah. Jerry, listen, is it sad that, you know, and, and I think we're grown adults here. We've been to a few bars and got to know our bartenders, right? And they sure. know us pretty yes. well. The gal that cuts our hair or the guy that cuts your hair knows a lot about you. You know, all these people that really are, you know, at moments of your life that, you know, it's kind of a social slash relaxation event, right? Yeah. Why does the finance guy know nothing about us other than, than money, right? right? And think about it. You don't have a conversation about really your grant. And you might, but most of the time financial advisors are, let me sell you something. Let me tell you how things have been, right? Looking through that rear view mirror that we talk about all yeah, the time. Yeah, the history lesson. But making yourself available, and we call it the relationship, right? Because that's what it is. This isn't just Jim makes himself available. Listen, if you call me on a Sunday and I'm in the pool with the kids, I'm going to call you back, right? That's just the reality of it. But the reality is if you're going to entrust me with your life savings, you're going to give me the money that you sacrificed and saved your whole life. Is it that difficult to call you at 7.30 p.m. on a Thursday if I if I need to answer a question or two? Mm. Right? I mean, that's, this is the relationship that we build with our clients. This is why we do what we do. And you left out one thing. We have the YouTube channel, too. Oh, right? I so forgot we, about the YouTube got channel. All, we've got all kinds of resources. And what we realize is, is, look, not everyone is going to become our clients. And we know that. But we still want to reach out into the community and give them information, help them make better decisions and let them know that we are a resource for you. We're here to answer those questions and really help take the space coast and really everyone that's listening to us to the next level financially. You are one of my biggest success stories because I'll never forget <laughs> we were working together and you said, hey, after we get done recording, do you think you can give me five minutes of your time? Now, we had never talked about money with each other up to that point. 
And you said, I want to get out of debt. And that was a process that we started. Took us, what, eight months, 12 months, something no, like that? It took a lot longer than that. <laughs> but, but the point is, is that when we sat down and I showed you where I was, you were able to say, all right, here's where you are. Here's the best way for you to get to where you want to be. And once we got to that point, we were able to regroup and talk about now you can start saving. Now right. you can start these other accounts and build something on top of where you started. But, Jim, I love talking about where you come from because you get so passionate and it demonstrates to the people who are listening, our audience, that you are a little bit different than most most Just guys who a little bit. Are, are on the radio talking about finance because you come from humble beginnings and you had a lot of success and then you got humbled again as an adult. That's right. And that has led to this passion that you have for the Space Coast and beyond, but helping people understand the lessons that you've learned, hopefully before they make the same mistakes. <laughs> and, and the goal here on the show is to be that resource for you to let you know that there's somebody that you can reach out to if you have any financial questions. Give Jim Fox a call today at 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. We've got a great website as well, yourwfg.com. Some very cool resources on there. You can find out a little bit more about Jim and his family and the Wadadley Financial Group team. We encourage you to visit the website today. When we come back, we've talked about where Jim came from. Now we're going to talk about what it is that he focuses on when he works with his clients. Stay with us here on Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. Many financial professionals drop their clients into one-size-fits-all portfolios that carry labels like conservative, moderate, and aggressive. But that one-size-fits-all approach isn't how your money should be managed. Jim Fox of Wadadley Financial Group is different. He uses Riskalyze to generate your risk number. Riskalyze was built on a Nobel Prize-winning framework to pinpoint whether you're a risk number one or a 99 or anywhere in between. That way, you can have the confidence of knowing how a portfolio built specifically for your risk number should behave in any kind of market. What's your risk number? Jim Fox is here to help you find out. Take the Riskalyze assessment at yourwfg.com. Click the Riskalyze button on the website and fill out the fields in just a few minutes. Or if you'd prefer to talk to Jim, call 321-414-PLAN. That's 321-414-7526 and online at yourwfg.com. Now we're going to talk about the other part of the relationship, which is the people you tend to work with, who they are, right. and what you do to help them. So when we talk about the people that you tend to work with, it's not people who are looking to get rich quick overnight. It is people who have done a good job saving, who have been good stewards of their money all along, and now they need some help and some guidance to solve the the issues that you face later on in your life. Yeah, and look, I mean, we all want to get to that magical age, whatever, 55, 59, 62, 65, push a button, we're retired, happy, and everything's good, right? But unfortunately, there's a lot of anxiety going into retirement, and yeah. I see it day in and day out, and, and maybe it's that you don't think you've saved enough money, right? Maybe that's an issue, because, you know, Jerry, we know that if you watch TV or if you listen to radio – People throw out crazy numbers that you need to have to retire on, right? Oh, yeah. And if those not, what's your number commercials yeah, yeah. used to be like, all the time. Oh, my God. I say I need a million three and I've only got 600,000. How am I going to ever survive? But, you know, it's not just that. It's market volatility. It's look at the election we, we've had recently. That created a lot of anxiety for people. There's a new mm -hmm. election coming soon because there always is. We're always right. either dealing with one that just happened or waiting for the next one. So there's all these pieces to the puzzle. And the problem that I've found is that people try and have a cookie cutter answer for everybody. And the reality is everyone's different. Yep. Jerry Payne Jr. is significantly different when it comes to his money than Jerry Payne Sr. Fair Boy, statement. That's the understatement of the lifetime right there. And, and we plan <laughs> differently, right? And that, in your case, is, is obviously age, right? Yeah. People that are listening to our show right now that are younger, your plan looks completely different than maybe someone who's in retirement. But you know what? One of the things we got to consider is maybe you process risk differently. Mm -hmm. I've met people that are 80 years old that you would think should be super conservative. 
And they're not. They're aggressive. They're really aggressive investors. And, Jim, I think it's worth mentioning, too, that the people who are facing retirement right now, maybe they're five, ten years away, or maybe they're already in retirement, their retirement looks completely different than their parents' retirement. Yeah, everybody, and there lies the problem, right? Typically, when somebody comes into my office and there's a local firm in our area and they have very specific colored folders, and I can tell when the person comes through the door if they're holding this folder – I can tell you what they have before they sit down. So you already kind of know what their portfolio looks I like know. just because I, you've seen people come from that particular, uh, the uh, the guy down the street, the, the guy, financial <laughs> weenie down the street. They've come to see Jim after that. So you can kind of already know what's in there. Yeah. And look, here's the thing. Everybody that's listening to my voice, everybody's listening to my voice is going to have a different story. They're going to have a different need. Mm. Some people, their biggest concern is to make sure that their children are taken care of when they pass away. Some people, that's top priority. I have other people says, I want to bounce my last check to the IRS. Right. And there's everyone in between. Some people have kids with special needs that they have to think about. How do I not only provide for the retirement that I want to enjoy, but how do I make sure that my son or daughter are taken care of for their entire lifetime as well? Mm. There are so many pieces to this puzzle. And to think that you can listen to any show, including ours, and put together this ideal plan does not exist. You've got to sit down and talk about the pros and cons of each approach. You need to understand what am I trying to accomplish? And our firm, a little different than a lot of people, right? Everyone out there loves to talk about high rates of return. I'm going to make it really simple. My job is not to chase the market. That is not what I do for my clients. Our job is to help you find as much of a stable retirement as you can possibly find. What I mean by that is if you need $50,000 a year in income coming from your investments, we don't want it ebbing and flowing to where one year you get $70,000, the next year you don't get any because the markets are down. It's Mm. about that stable income. I've I've heard you talk before about not letting the markets dictate when you're going to retire and that's you want to be able to pick out a date and say that's when I'm going to hang it up and so many people don't know where they stand right now because they've been doing a great job at whatever their career has been being a teacher firefighters engineers we've got a ton of different engineers that are down here I mean everybody's sending something up into space these days but what you do is make sure that people not only understand where they are right now but they understand the tools that you're going to use to help them get to where they want to go by customizing it, making it unique to their situation. Absolutely. And it goes back, and I think it's still on our webpage until the update comes through. When I first sat down and recorded with you, I'll never forget this. And one of the questions I asked you was, have you ever been to Berea, Kentucky? And do you remember your answer? Uh, no, I have not uh, been no, there. <laughs> no, never I heard of it. So I want to imagine... If I tell you there's $100,000 waiting at City Hall at the front doorstep for you, if you make it to Berea, Kentucky. I think it's about two tanks of gas for my Mustang, so so we'll be there by this afternoon. So here is the question. (laughs) Forget about Waze. Those days are over. Okay, You can't get on your phone. How are you going to figure out how to get from where you're at today? To where Berea, Kentucky is. How? What are you going to do? You're going to go, go old school. Yeah, we're going to get that paper map out. We're going to find you are here. Oof, correct. That's the thing I need to know first. And then we're going to talk about, all right, I need to get to Berea, Kentucky. We'll find that on the map. And now we're going to map out the route. And you know what, Jerry? This simplistic approach is what we do for retirement. We find out where you are at. Where are you at right now? Have you saved enough money? Because if you haven't saved enough money, we're going to encourage you to save. (laughs) Because here's the deal. If you haven't saved enough money, one of two things are going to happen. Option number one, you work longer to save more money. Option number two, you live on less money in retirement. But you have to pick one or the other. There's no magic wand. You have to think about it. But we navigate through here in our firm What we focus on is keeping more of your money. Mm. See, everyone wants you to get 8, 10, 12, 15%. I tell all my clients, my job is really simple. I'm trying to average you somewhere in the 4 to 6% range. Look, if we get more, we hug each other, we high-five each other, we do all those things. But if I tell you we're going to make 8, 10, 12% and you get 4%, guess what? We've now jeopardized the plan, right? right? Now, we were heading north going to Bria, Kentucky, but somehow we're an I-10 heading west. Guess what? I don't care how long we drive. 
we're never going to get there. That's what we want to do is work people through the process. And Jim, when you talk about, you know, the rates of return, that's one thing that people understand typically that there's a lot of risk in the market. Yeah. But you said that the key is to make sure that people keep what they have. And there are other things that are a threat to your retirement dollars that people aren't always aware of, specifically taxes. taxes. That is that is one of the most commonly asked things I know when people come and see you is how can I make sure that Uncle Sam doesn't get everything I've worked so hard for? It's not that we're not trying to pay our fair share that gets thrown around a lot but all of a sudden it seems like the government wants more than their fair share doesn't it and we see it happening more and more right the topics today are taxation 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 as a matter of fact and we'll talk a little bit more about our outreach programs and our workshops we have been talking about taxes now since 2018 really 2017 when the trump tax plan came into into reality And what we want our clients and we want our listeners to understand, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It matters how much money you keep. In our firm, we use tools like Tax Clarity. We also call it the Tax Map. And what it does is it simplifies a very complex thing like the tax code. And it helps us identify if we make this decision, we're going to pay X amount of dollars in taxes. And if we make this decision, we're going to pay Y. Let me give you a great example. We had a client that came to one of our workshops, and they wanted $7,000 a year coming out of their IRA, and that met all of their needs. And they were in a great position. 7000 is not hard to do when you have no. four, five, six hundred $600,000. Sure. Think about this. If you pull $7,000 out, you have a pension, you have Social Security. Would you expect that the taxes on $7,000 to be three? Wow, wait, three. three. Hold so on. That's nearly 50%. You take out seven, but after, because that seven is going to be taxed, right? It's IRA money. We're pulling it out. You're only going to net four. Wow. Now, he was shocked, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was pretty shocked, too. I'm like, this is insane. So we're like, well, what are we going to do? He's like, well, I guess I could take more to net seven. We did that. The math just kept getting worse and worse for us. So finally, he said, I can make do with pulling the $7,000 out. And I said, okay, that's great. We're netting four. And then it hit me. What happens if we just took out 4000 when we took out four thousand instead of seven, guess how much they paid in taxes? How much? Zero dollars. Oh, okay. So, so, so you're able to meet the goal. Meet the goal, and check this out. Where is that three thousand dollars that would have went to taxes? Where is it sitting? It's staying and growing in the IRA. That's beautiful, and that is why we focus so heavily on making decisions based on tax efficiency. There are options to do Roth conversions. There's options to do certain liquidations. It can help reduce your RMD costs down the road. We can go down financial weenie radio all day long if we want to, but we want people to understand that in our firm, Our top priorities is to keep more of your money in your pocket. So we do that by making sure you're tax efficient. Additionally, because we mentioned risk earlier, we want to make sure that your risk is dialed in to where it needs to be. So we use a tool called Riskalyze. Riskalyze keeps life really simple. It issues you a risk number on a scale of 1 to 99 based on how you answer questions. No more a moderate, aggressive, conservative, none of that. You're Mm -hmm. a number. The lower the number, the lower the risk, right? The risk tolerance. So let's just say, Jerry, that you're up 45, like a lot of the retirees are saying, between 30 and 45. And then we take a look at your portfolio. Now, we issue it a risk number based on how it's invested. What happens if that number's an 80? Uh, I think you would need to make some adjustments. There's some problems, right? Yeah. And that's what I see happening a lot. A lot of people that we sit down with, we ask them, do you remember 2008? And they'll always do the same thing. Oh, man, October was horrible. Right. It set in motion the world. Oh, this is so bad. Would you ever want to repeat that again? Oh, no, man. I told my guy, man, I never want that. Then I go and I do this risk and I do an analysis of their portfolio And I actually can run what would happen if 2008 repeated itself. And, Jerry, it's the cartoons. Remember the eyes bug out in the cartoons as kids? (laughs) They're like, that can't be right. And we identify those issues, and here's the key, before they happen. Right. And we adjust the risk. So risk management, tax efficiency, legacy planning is so crucial, so crucial. Because, look, sooner or later we're all going to die. How do we get that money to our beneficiaries? And and Jim, that's such a hard conversation for some people to have talking about that. What's going to happen to what you've saved when you're no longer here and you're no Mm -hmm. longer able to make those decisions. You want 
to know that your wishes are going to be carried out. And the best time to do that is when you can still actually make, make those decisions, decisions. because yeah. uh, we've seen it before where, you know, I mean, we've even seen this with celebrities. Do you remember the prince? Prince, yeah. When he passed away, he didn't have a legacy and estate plan. I mean, they're still trying to figure that out. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing that you want to avoid. You don't want to be a burden on your loved ones. You want them to be able to remember you and love you for who you were and not the mess that you left when uh, you had to leave. Yeah. Jim, you talked about a few things there, right? Tax planning, risk management, legacy planning. There's other pieces to that puzzle, too. But the thing that I love about it is you're being proactive instead of reactive. Because when something happens in your life and it's a stressful event, you're forced to make a decision. That is how you get into trouble because you're reacting emotionally. You're in the heat of the moment. The great part about working with somebody who you have a familiar and good relationship with, they can help be that kind of that objective person, that third party that can say, hey, calm down and let's remember the plan. I'm walking a tightrope here right now with what you just said, right? To be completely honest, because part of me wants to say, yeah, absolutely. But you want to have make sure that relationship is founded with good, solid fundamentals, right? You want to know your why. Why mm-hmm. are you doing it? Because, listen, you call your guy or your gal in October of 2008 after the market had the greatest one-day drop in history, and they're going to say, Jerry, I get that you're worried. I understand. I feel you. But you haven't lost any money if you don't sell anything right now. No, is that a true statement? Of course it is. And if you're 30 years old, it's even truer. But the reality is you want to make sure that you don't have yourself in that position where you have to make that call. I get calls all the time when the markets go crazy, i.e. 2020 when the COVID thing happened. And I had clients that were calling me, and this is the way the conversation went. Hey, Jim, just want to reach out to you. I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear it come from your lips real quick. (laughs) Am I okay? And what I always say is, listen, we utilize a bucket strategy. And what I mean by that is we have a bucket that is going to generate income for us and we're going to enjoy retirement without worrying about what the market's doing. Then we're going to have our other buckets and there could be a whole bunch of them. But to make it simple, that other bucket It's just an equity. It's a market bucket. When the markets go down, we just have to flip the switch and not think about it. Why? We don't need the money to live on. Mm. The moment you need to live on the money is the minute that you have to pay attention to that market in every turn. So if you have a good relationship, that relationship is not, what a nice guy. I will never be accused of just being (laughs) a nice guy. They will say, You're pretty You have your manners, though. You're fun to have. I am a nice guy. You know, buttoned up a little bit sometimes. Fair warning. If you say, what do you think? I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. Mm -hmm. It's not telling you what you want to hear. And that's the problem that I find in this industry is that we sell hype. We're always selling the industry term is sell the sizzle. Right. Okay. My reality is I sell the reality of this. If we make the right decisions today, we eliminate the emotional decisions in the future. Doesn't mean that we completely wipe them off the table, but we eliminate making emotional decisions because we don't have to. Well, you can make a a better decision when it's not knee jerk. Sure. If, if, you know, if you have a plan and something has to change, yeah, we'll make a decision there, but we can do it more thoughtfully rather than just the first thing that comes to mind, that fight or flight mode that we get into. Let me, let me just give you a great example. I try and avoid pursuing percentages and all these other things. But in 2020, do you have any idea what the S&P returned in 2020? Any idea? No. It's roughly 18%. 18%. Now that's now, with now what I remember, shock, yeah, right? what I remember is that March. Yeah. I remember everything dropping about 30% and we had the recovery, but I didn't realize it was 18%. 2008. We had the greatest run to 30 to a negative 30% in 2008 into 2009. It took 250 days to get to negative 30%. Wow. In March of 2020, it took 22 days to to pull back 30%. Think about that number. We dropped 33 or 30% in 22 days. In the year of 2020, we still came up 18% by the end of the year. But here's the kicker. 3 days, two of them in May and one of them 2 days after the presidential election, accounted for 14% of the 18%. Wow. The reason I say that, and I don't like doing these number of financial weedy things on air, is that if you allow emotions to control your decisions, 
you could miss the couple of days that make all the difference in your portfolio. This is why the bucket strategy makes sense. I'm so sick of hearing people say, I'm properly diversified. If you have 18 funds and six of them have Apple, 12 of them have Microsoft, and 19 of them of the 18, I know I said the numbers wrong, but if 19 of them are holding Tesla, are you really diversified? No. That's the key. We want to have a common sense approach to making better financial decisions. My job is to not act as a person to decide everything your money does. That is not what I do. I want to act as a part of your financial team to help you make better decisions. How does that happen? We communicate. We run ideas. We throw things back and forth. We disagree, which is always good, and we find a happy median. That's what we do. That's why we do these workshops. That's why we do YouTube, radio, podcast. The reason we do all these things is to give the community, not just our clients, but to give the community a voice, somebody that's saying what they're already thinking instead of hang in there, Jerry, the markets always come back up. That Mm. doesn't help you if you're in retirement and you're scared that your life savings is going to disappear. It's about control. It's about understanding not to let emotions make decisions for you. And most importantly, it's about having a relationship with somebody who's going to work with you in the good times and the bad and feel like they're a real counsel for you instead of somebody trying to make another commission to buy another boat. I love when Jim gets a little bit fired up and uh, you can hear the passion coming out about why he does what he does. We've talked about that, where he comes from, who he is, why he has this mission of increasing the financial literacy, not just in the Space Coast, but beyond. That's why we have the podcast. That's why we have the YouTube and the social media sites. But here locally in the Space Coast on the radio and at the community outreach workshops that you do, the financial straight talk workshops, which have been incredibly popular as we're (laughs) incredibly popular. They're usually packed and a great environment where people can interact and ask questions and learn a lot there. That's why he does what he does. And we've talked about what it is he does, what the goal is to help people understand where they are and what their options are to find a way to reach their goals in retirement. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Jim does that, what it's like to sit down with Jim in his office and what it's like to work with him. Before we go to break, I want you to know how you can reach Jim Fox today. His number is 321 414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. You can reach out to Jim today. Our team is standing by, and Jim offers a complimentary appointment to just get that conversation started, to let him know what your concerns are, what questions you have. And from that point, Jim can get to work finding ways to help you reach those goals. Again, the phone number 321-414-7526. You can give him a call today. We encourage you to use us as a resource and ask us any questions that you may have. We want to help you find those answers. Stay with us here on Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. We'll be right back. Many financial professionals drop their clients into one-size-fits-all portfolios that carry labels like conservative, moderate, and aggressive. But that one-size-fits-all approach isn't how your money should be managed. Jim Fox of Wadadley Financial Group is different. He uses Riskalyze to generate your risk number. Riskalyze was built on a Nobel Prize-winning framework to pinpoint whether you're a risk number one or a 99 or anywhere in between. That way, you can have the confidence of knowing how a portfolio built specifically for your risk number should behave in any kind of market. What's your risk number? Jim Fox is here to help you find out. Take the Riskalyze assessment at yourwfg.com. Click the Riskalyze button on the website and fill out the fields in just a few minutes. Or if you'd prefer to talk to Jim, call 321-414-PLAN. That's 321-414-7526 and online at yourwfg.com. Jim, we've talked about where you come from. We talked about what you do. Let's talk about how you do it. What's it like when someone calls? If somebody's going to call in today, first of all, they'll speak to Pam, right. who answers our phone calls. Thank you, Pam, very She's awesome. much. She's a, we have a real live human standing and, by and, to talk and to And a people. great human with that. Absolutely. I mean, she is we love Pam. She is way too good for us, but we will keep her, okay? <laughs> well, we're lucky enough to have her, so we appreciate that. But when somebody calls in and they tell Pam, hey, I need to talk to the financial straight talk guy. I need to talk to Jim. Then what? 
So it's really simple. So Pam's job is to just basically, you know, go through a handful of questions and just find a time that we can set up an appointment so we can get together. Now, on that first appointment, it is all information gathering. It is all about that. Where are you at? Like you're right here. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can do that is to gather information. So we have another amazing teammate. His name's John. John's been in the industry for 34 years. He is just I mean, him and Pam are the personalities of this business. I mean, he's a sweetheart of a guy. They're they're just great folks. And so John's job, and he always, and and John, if you're listening, I'm going to steal your thing here. John said his job is before you get to see the doctor, you got to do, you know, all the blood work and they got to take your blood pressure. And and that's exactly (laughs) what John does is he sits down. What's important to you? What are you trying to accomplish? Where are you at? How do your investments look? You know, what are your goals? Because there's something key there that you just went through, Jim. It wasn't how much do you have? That wasn't the first question. (laughs) out of your mouth. It was, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals? And I think it's important that we point out the obvious here. There is no commercial. If you have over $500,000 of investable assets, please don't (laughs) hesitate to call Jim. That's pretty good. We don't do that. Here's the deal. I think about my mother and father at every single appointment that we do. I don't care if you have $10 million or $10,000 because to you, it's all the money you have. Right. We want to make sure that we're giving you the best advice possible, which means we have to look at where you're at. What are you doing? And that's what John does. He sits down. He asks you questions. He makes sure that we understand as we start our planning stage, which is after our first appointment with John. That's where I sit down. John and I work together and we say, hey, what was really important for Mr. and Mrs. Payne, what were they trying to accomplish? Okay, well, it looks great in this area, but it's a little, we need to focus here. How can we make sure they're tax efficient? So John's specialty is to sit there and help them really understand what are they trying to accomplish? What questions they have for me? Once they leave, John and I get together. We work on this. We come up with different ideas. We want to look at tax efficiency. We want to look at risk management. We want to think about what are their legacy plannings? What are their issues? Is there long-term care needs, right? Is there mm. is that a big issue for them? Everybody has a different story. Maybe it's buying a second home. Maybe it's putting your grandkids through college. We have one lady who has millions and millions and millions of dollars and her son and her don't get along. Her thing was, how can I get this money to different charities, right? Everybody has a different, probably not the smartest kid in the world, by the way, (laughs) send your mom a car, dude. But (laughs) But the whole point is, is everybody's story is different. And it's John's job to understand what makes your story different. It's my job on that break between the first and second appointment is to really figure out not only where are you at, But how can we get you to where you want to be? And when they come back, that's when they get to meet me and Lord help you when that happens because (laughs) who I am here, Jerry, is it a fair statement? Who I am here is the same person I am off the air, who is the same person I am in front of a room, who's the same person with my wife who's been married to this craziness for (laughs) over 20 years. At least you're consistent though. And I say what's on my mind and that's the financial straight talker is the real, that, that is who I am. I am a straight talker. And we get together with you on that second appointment. And I need you to understand nobody wants you to sign any paperwork on that appointment. Well, that's what I was going to ask next, Jim, is, you know, at what point do you say, okay, let's work on some business. Let's sign some paperwork here, stuff like that. Typically, at the end of the the second appointment, where we go over where you're at, what can we do? This is an opportunity for you. you The second appointment is about presenting some options. Options, yeah, absolutely. answering more questions. And kicking tires. What happens in scenario A? What happens in scenario B? What happens in scenario C? And explaining how they work because it's not just let's get you to this point. We want you to understand why it's working the way it is. The saying in our office is the relationship doesn't end when you write a check. It starts when you write a check. And Mm. what I mean by that is, is so many times someone sells you something and they disappear. One of the things that we focus on so importantly in our appointments is the understanding of when we are going to meet. When are we going to get together? Is it every quarter? Is it every six months? Is it every year? I tell everyone we need to communicate annually at a minimum. But the point is, is we don't have people sign forms, move things over until we've kicked the tires for each other. And what I mean by that is, is that you want to work with me, but equally as important, Jerry, that I want to work with you. It has to be a good relationship. 
relationship. It's got to be the right fit. And so I love that, that it's like, it's not set in stone. Like, yep, the first appointment is this, second appointment is this, third appointment is sign the paperwork. It's really, you start bringing in, you know, the business transaction part of it when everybody's comfortable with each Correct. other. It's, there's, we have eliminated the sales process. That's the words that there you're you looking go. for. Yes. There is no sales. Every person I sit down with, I think of mom and dad, and I think about the Kirby vacuum cleaner tying it back to the first story that we started with, and us being little kids trying to count to 10 before that vacuum, for that dirt got sucked up into the vacuum cleaner. Listen, there's none of those games. We want to have relationships with our clients. We want to have the community as a whole do better. We believe that if we do the right job, we don't have to sell anything because Mm -hmm. our relationship naturally drives us to solutions that help you accomplish your goals. We're proud of the way we do business. We're honored to help the Space Coast. And that's why we do so many things that aren't about the sales side of it. It's more about learning and teaching people strategies that will allow them to become better stewards of their money, make better decisions, enjoy retirement the way they always envision it and do all of that without the pesky sales pitch that you get 99.99% everywhere else you go. I told you he was a little bit different than most of the other finance guys that you'll hear on the radio. We're approaching the end of the show, but we want to thank you very much for listening today. If you have any questions, if some of the ideas we've talked about today have triggered something in your mind saying, hey, I need to talk to this guy because I've got some questions and I think he can help me out. Give us a call today. Pam is standing by to take calls and schedule appointments to sit down with Jim. His phone number is 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. We've also got a website that you can go to, some really good information and great resources on the website. It's yourwfg.com. That's yourwfg.com. Jim, that's all the time that we have for this week. I always love when we get to sit down and do a radio show with you because I get to see your passion and we get to communicate with our audience and we certainly appreciate them tuning in. We'll be back the same time next week, but for now, I'll give you the last word. Jerry, thanks so much. Well, Space Ghost, every week, I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you. We know that you have tons of options when it comes to getting your financial information, and we're honored to be one of those resources. So if there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate. Reach out and let us know. But on behalf of myself and Mr. Jerry Payne, I want to thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Financial Straight Talk. is a registered representative of World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Wadadley Financial Group is not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Wadadley Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Fox, NPN Insurance License Number 243-4449.